Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. It's the Ghost Shrimp and Friends Podcast, y'all. Episode 15. What's up, everybody? Very glad to be back in action. I know I've been busy for the last couple weeks, but we're back. You know what I'm saying? And we're back in style because we're back with the official Ghost Shrimp and Friends Podcast logo, right? And we're also back with an official Go Shrimp and Friends podcast Patreon page. You know what I'm saying? Go check it out at patreon.com slash shrimp. right? So uh, let's see. This week's episode is a very spicy, spicy episode because we're talking to the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Ghost Scout that goes by the name of Deep Nuts. And let me tell you, these nuts are spicy nuts. You know what I'm saying? You're going to chomp on these nuts. You're going to chew on these nuts. And it's going to release the spices in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? It's going to get your brain going. It's going to get your body tingling. And you're going to really enjoy yourself you know what i'm saying so sit back relax get some water get hydrated because i'm telling you these nuts are spicy here we go all right here we are let's see we're recording the mics are hot they're hotter than ever because we have the one and only cole brower in the house, you know what I'm saying, aka Ghost Scout Deep Nuts. Hey, what's up, dudes? What's up, friends? Highly, highly friends? anticipated guest, highly appreciated guest. You've been mentioned, you've definitely been mentioned on the podcast uh, multiple times already. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, actually. I'm very flattered um, to have been on it because every pretty much every time I listen to it. Like beforehand, I was like, all right, this is the time I'm going to get a shout out. <laughs> like, I would just like constantly wait for a shout out. <laughs> He's just really waiting. No reason other than I, you know, other than I'm just, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I finally got one. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, yeah, because we talked about you going to that Wasteland Festival with Andrew Greenstone. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. How that, that, when I saw, the pictures of you guys there i was like oh my god dude i just wanted to be there i know i said it before on the pod but i was like oh my god this is the best idea i've ever seen i was like just loving it i wanted just like a vice documentary crew to be there with the two of you experiencing that yeah yeah it was definitely awesome and we had we definitely talked about that too like someone should just be documenting greenstone like throughout his life 
I feel like you two should just be doing documentaries about each other, like all the time. Like that should be your thing is that you are just documenting Greenstone and Greenstone's just documenting you back. Like it's like almost like a, it's like a collaborative battle documentary. It's like a new, totally new part of the genre. Well, yeah, I'm, I know like when I was doing that with him, I like came to the realization that my dream job is just to be someone's sidekick. Mm, like, I like that. Would that. Be- deal is i don't really have a whole lot of responsibilities except for just like going along with people places yeah that that seems very fitting that i could definitely see that you're like a professional sidekick i like that yeah i don't know really who to contact to like get that going dude andrew greenstone obviously because he loves he like lives to have a sidekick like that's like like when he's at camp like when he you know he'll always be like oh who can i pick to like be my like like i'll be their mentor he like makes himself someone's mentor he's he is like he's a self-made mentor so then he just needs that sidekick you know what i'm saying counterpart i think you guys that's a mat that's a match man it's like a, go to match.com if you guys both signed up for match.com you guys would be immediately linked like it would just be like doo, 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 doo. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean uh i just i don't know if um uh, greenstone could pay me that's like, true yeah that's true his dad would have to pay you you'd have to get his dad to shell it out just contact his dad directly he'll probably do it he's the only child so if you're like, um, I want to be Andrew's sidekick, will you hire me? That would be like, mm, yeah, that sounds like a good proposition. That will be good for Andrew. Okay, good. Well, actually, if he just, like, keeps me alive, that's probably, that'll probably do it, you know? Yeah. Like, he has to, like, get me food and stuff and, like. What would be like? What would be the minimum requirements for like for like you working as a sidekick for Andrew Greenstone in this fantasy that I'm having? Like, what what level of what level of conversation would need to happen? Because now Andrew is uh, once this goes out, Andrew will of course be listening at the edge of his seat right now, calculating, trying to figure out if he can pull this off at this very moment. Yeah. All right. I think I'm gonna need a you know, go through to my mind just really quick. But I think I'd need at least one day off. Screenstone's mm-hmm. uh, really got the gift of gab. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I one day, like, uh, recharging. Yeah, one day no talking. One day earplugs in. Yeah. Um, other than that, maybe, like, um, uniforms. And, like, cost, like, not costumes, but, like, uh, work work attire mm-hmm. that could be anything from like capes to jumpsuits mm-hmm. oh a jumpsuit with a cape is good i like that that's a good combo and a built-in would be sick a yeah. built-in cape on a jumpsuit would be sick probably not safe for being in the woods you probably right. somehow would probably get strangled or a tree would tear your back off or some shit well what about like the wing suits I was just watching. I was just watching some of that stuff earlier. It's so crazy. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. It's pretty cool. I'm definitely very impressed. Yeah. And and then what about food? You need some. You need something to eat. What is what is he feeding you? Yeah. I mean, cold cans of like chili work. 
Oh, God, I hate the cold cans. It's so depressing. When people eat cans of cold like stuff at camp sometimes, it always bums me out. I'm like, no, put that on a fire. I'm like, what would a hobo do? A hobo never eats a cold can. They always put it on the fire. I thought they like just put their hands on the fire, like in those garbage can fires. <laughs> yeah. That's like a, like a, but then they the, use their hands to warm the beans. Yeah, 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 maybe. Because their hands are like filled; they're like they're like swollen with alcohol, and then that like that like somehow stores this like thermal level of heat, and then they can just grip the can of beans, and it like just immediately heats it up through a chemical reaction of alcohol and smoke. That's right. I think I have heard that before. I think it, I saw a vice doc on it. Hobo science. It's the next level of bro science. Hobo hobo science. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I can eat, like, cold canned food all day pretty much. Really? Yeah. Ugh, cold, a cold beef stew? Would you eat a cold beef stew? Yeah. You got to heat that uh, up, yeah. dude. Like, you can eat it, but then it's kind of like just dog food. Like, you might as well just be eating dog food. So, like, yeah, just heat that beef <laughs> stew up, and then you're in beef stew paradise. You're in beef stew heaven. It's like a beef stew volcano. You don't want to be in a cold, wet beef stew puddle. Yeah. I was actually at the Wasteland thing with Greenstone. I bought cans of dog food yep. to eat. Yep. <laughs> like, um, you know, just for the sake of being in the, like, apocalypse, per se. Yep. But we never got around to it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's pretty edible. I'm sure it's pretty edible, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a lot higher in sodium, maybe. Yeah. Or, like, like, salty stuff. And definitely higher in pig's dicks. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, yeah. mostly. When it says pork, it's just pork dicks. That's pretty much what it is. It's all foreskins. It's all porks, <laughs> pork foreskins, which I feel like should be just a, actually, that should be like a, that should be like a, a, a spinoff of chicharrones, you know, like those yeah. little pork, fried pork skins. Why don't they have fried pork foreskins? That's a snack right there. Yeah, <laughs> like Funyuns. Yeah. <laughs> More, those are even more Funyuns. More Funyuns than you've ever had before, Yuns. <laughs> Foreskins. Fornyuns. Yeah. I like it. We're getting close. We're getting close to something. Yeah. I love it. So you and I met at, you actually applied twice to Go Scouts, right? To Go yeah. Scout Training Camp. Right, yeah. And, uh... I remember you, your videos were both awesome. Your first video, I can't remember, you applied year two for the first time and then came year three, was that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I remember your first video, you were going around like your high school or whatever and interviewing people about yourself, was that right? Yeah, well, I was going around the mall. Oh, the mall, the mall, okay, that was even so better. Like, oh yeah, so they didn't even know who you were, right? Yeah. And you're like, tell me about Cole Brower. Yeah. And then I got some friends in there, too, at, like, parties and whatnot. Right, right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, Legendary. Yeah, I can't remember how you did get in year, year two. I think we just had a bunch. I think we had, like, a ton of applications in year two or something like that. But I were you a, were, were you a backup? Did we have backups at that point? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I heard that um, Jess, like a 
Andrew vouched for Jesse to get in. True. And then, because uh, I think his the story I heard was is between the two of us. Oh, okay. And since uh, you know, old Cotton had a connect. Mm, that could very well be true. That could very well be true. I can't. Sometimes I can't remember certain details because uh, there's marijuana in my brain. Yeah, but, Sometimes uh, when I go to look for a memory, I just can remember smoking weed and the memory's gone. Is that true? <laughs> no, but I, it definitely affects my memory like crazy. That's like the one side effect is that it makes connecting to certain memories in my mind, remembering certain things a little hazy, but I never seem to forget anything that has a profound effect on my life and uh, the the and all the great benefits of uh smoking marijuana marijuana saved my life bro you know what i'm saying marijuana pulled me out of the depths of being a fucking loser and made me into world champion album cover world champion ghost shrimp yeah i actually i've never understood the um stereotype with like marijuana being like for like losers and deadbeats yeah, well, because, like, if you, it definitely, like, if if you use it to just, like, get super ripped and then sit around and do nothing, which I think a lot of people do, but it's, like, that's just because you're lazy. Like, it does the weed doesn't make you lazy, but I think, like, because it just is so chill and, and, and fun that, like, lazy people love it and they just smoke weed and just get lazy, but, I mean... I always, well, I always use it to do something. I'm always smoking to do something. You know, if, especially if I'm like, if if I even just smoke, like I'll be like, all right, what am I gonna do? Like I'll just like I have to get up and like do something awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I I feel like it like amps me up. Yeah, like I like I never like get like sleepy or anything. Yeah, like just like down to like work on something. Yeah, some people do, though. Some people just, like, fall asleep when they smoke weed. I don't know if it's just because they don't smoke enough weed, like, on the regs or whatever, and, like, maybe... Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But it's the greatest, and hopefully we'll get it legalized this year in Vermont. It sounds like it's getting closer and closer, and it sounds like this might be the year to make it happen, because then my life will be complete. Then I can just fucking have a forest of weed in my yard. You'll just come in and you'll just, you'll, it'll just be trees of weed. You just come up to my house and it'll just be bir- <laughs> birds. will just be flying around eating weed and fucking talking to you. The birds and all the animals will start talking to you and shit. Cause they, all they wanted was, you know, once they start smoking the weed, then animals can talk. That's a real thing for sure. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, Cole, you were, we always thought you were one of the coolest Ghost Scouts, man. We're so happy we could tell you now that we're smoking weed every day. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, fuck, I'm so high right now. Yeah, I wonder how the squirrels do that. The squirrels would get ripped. Yeah, when we were kids, uh, well, teenagers or whatever, we did the classic thing of like, we had a, I had a hamster, and we had that, like, ball that it would run around in, and we fucking, like, clambaked the fuck out of it. We, like, blew so much weed in the ball, you couldn't see the hamster anymore, <laughs> and when it came out, it was, like, it was, like, super stereotypical. It just, like, went to its water bowl and drank some water, and then it fucking ate some food, and then it just fucking passed out and went to sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So... 
hopefully no one from PETA listens to this podcast. I doubt they do. But if they do, that's alleged. That's an alleged thing that we can either confirm or deny whether it actually happened. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor has it. But yeah, me and you were just talking about how uh, definitely the definitely the reptilian overlords. I think definitely tuned into this podcast big time. They're getting nervous about this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, I kind of developed a way to tell who's reptilian in my day to day life. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. This is why they're scared, dude. This is why they're scared because we're about to fucking flip this flat earth upside down. We're about to fucking, we're about to dissolve the hologram for people. This podcast is going to single-handedly change reality for people one episode at a time. So what, tell us about how you know how to fucking find these fucking reptile shapeshifters are these shapeshifting reptiles like break it down bro give us some give us some knowledge here well obviously they take humanoid form and i can only do this in summer because that's the only time you can really tell and it's just super easy if someone's wearing all black on like the hottest day you've ever done yeah that's reptile oh but that's like celia i mean i'm not oh shit Oh, shit. But what if, dude? Fuck. Dude, one of the, one of the, one of the leaders of the Ghost Scouts is a fucking reptilian shapeshifter overlord? I mean, I can't confirm that, obviously. We gotta watch out. We gotta really watch out. I mean, not all um, reptiles are bad. Not all, not all shapeshifters are, you know, nefarious. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, probably 80% are. Yeah. Well, when you have the power to shape shift, it might just make you evil. It's like the absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, like, absolute shape shifting definitely makes you want to just do some ill shit. It's like being invisible, like, you know, but even better because you can yeah. fucking shake shape shift into Brad Pitt and get a hundred blowjobs. In a day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Is that evil? They're probably, probably as soon as someone gets famous, like Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio, they're immediately replaced with, they're just like, they're just like, they're just like kept in a cage and then like just different shapeshifters take different turns just being them and just like fucking having tons of fucking butt sex with famous celebrities. Oh, yeah. What is up with that? Why are aliens like? Do aliens not have buttholes on their in outer space? Like, what is the? It's like they come, they travel time and space to this planet, and then they're just the first thing they're doing is just getting into that butthole. They got to get do something as fast as they can. They're gonna beam you up, and they're gonna get in that butt. Like, what? What is? What is your theory with this alien butthole fetish? Well, I think yeah, I don't think they have buttholes. I think that's why they're slimy, is they're just constantly secreting their waste. Oh, man. that oh, right? They have that kind of sheen on them. Oh, that's why they're green and gray. They're just like a fucking outer shell of just, like, excrement. That's disgusting. Yeah. Right? And that's how they can, like, survive out in the, you know, the dark space. Right. I mean that might yeah, maybe that's like maybe it's like in the Predator when Arnold's covered in mud, maybe like to evade detection by some other, 
you know, crazy uh, predator outer space, outer space thing that's going to try to get them. They have to cover themselves in their own excrement through their excremental pores. Exactly. Damn. Because <laughs> you can't see poop in infrared. Yeah. Wow. Is that true? No, but it's hot, dude. You could <laughs> wicked see poop. That's all you'd see, I think, until it cooled off. Well, if it's everything you see, it's basically nothing to see, right? Right. True. See hiding if in plain sight. That's called it. that's called hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Oh, I actually I have a question for you that you'd have authority on. Okay. Uh, somewhat related. Um, so you worked for Disney for a, a bit, right? Uh, With- yeah, but only freelance. <laughs> Never in. I've been in the building before. Uh, and I did have to get fully naked, do a full body check, deep search, all the searching that they did. You have to stand in front of, uh, they come in with Mickey Mouse suits and you have to get naked and they search your entire body to make sure that you're not trying to steal their secrets. So I've been in the building, but never, uh, worked in the building. Oh, so they acted because I was going to ask if you, like, if they told you anything about Walt Disney actually being alive. And like frozen. Yeah, he's definitely still got to be alive. Definitely, he's probably on that. He's probably outside the ice wall of flat Earth. That's where they're all hanging out. All the all those people, fucking Hitler, fucking Einstein, <laughs> all those guys are just all hanging out out on the other side of the ice wall or at the top of the ice wall. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure about the ice wall thing. But I did just realize it's probably a frozen ice wall at the edge because outer space is cold. Is that the idea of why there's an ice wall ring around flat Earth? It's got to be. You know, I don't, I don't see how it couldn't. Yeah, I kind of getting more into the. I'm kind of getting more into it. It's a fun well, one. Flat Earth is a fun one. I I haven't really looked too much into it, but um. Yeah, maybe I should. All you know, all the science is accurate. <laughs> yeah, I've heard there's a lot of very convincing science on YouTube about flat Earth. Lots of homemade science experiments that prove that basically that life is in the matrix. I think is what it comes to pretty quickly because it's like there's no satellites; they're fake. Like the sun is fake. And the earth is flat and there's the ice wall and there's a government, there's like a over, there's like a government, like all the governments are working together to collude and make people think that the earth is, is round instead of flat. But this is the thing, but this is what I don't get. And just like Mulder, I want to believe all the time and everything. But what, what's the point though? Like what, like what if we discover that the earth is really flat? Like, cause I'm like, for all I know, I mean, obviously, you know, I look at the science and stuff and like, I believe that NASA is probably real and that the fucking, the set, the photographs from space are probably real photos. They look real as fuck to me. I don't know. It's like fucking, they look super convincing. So I, I'm pretty inclined to, you know, go, hmm, okay. I, I see a round earth in this picture. That makes sense. And then, so what, what would, like, like, what would it change? Like if, but if, if I saw a picture of flat earth today, I'd be like, oh shit, the earth is flat. 
And then I just be like, mm, okay. Like, what would it change? Like, what what would it would it change anything in your daily life if you found out that the Earth was flat? Like, for all I know, it is. I mean, I don't know for a fact that it's not right. I believe. I believe that it is round, but like if it was flat, who fucking cares? Like what is it? What, what, what would it change your life? How would, how would that impact your life? Well, I think, um, that kind of just puts the whole outer space thing in question too. Mm. But wait, aren't we still float? We still have to be in something, right? What are we inside? Well, we'd probably be on a dinner table. (laughs) Shit. It's just a giant dinner table. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if people found out that the Earth was flat, they'd be making all sorts of pilgrimages to, um, you know, the edges. Yeah. It's out there, and then we find out we're right next to, like, a, I don't know, a pumpkin pie or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the part. I, I feel like we neither of us know enough about it to really try to get some good speculation going. But that's what I'm wondering is, like, what is the – why is it – why are they trying to make us believe that it's round? What is that gonna? What what, what does that change? What does that do? Yeah, I, I probably couldn't say. I don't. To I be don't continued. Know. You have to fucking do some research on this, bro. I'm taxing you to get some. You have to. You have to look into this. You're gonna be our conspiracy theory consultant, and we're gonna <laughs> have to. We're gonna have to get to the bottom of some of these. Figure out our theories figure out our hot takes on the on the theories of these uh conspiracies yeah but how can uh how can the earth be flat if it's also got the hollow earth inside that's what i'm saying i'm all about hollow earth life i'm all about that life we've only drilled like eight miles down or something like that and the earth is like a i don't know i'm so stupid the earth is like a million million miles deep but dude i'm way into the flat i love the idea of flat of of hollow earth hollow earth is way more exciting to me than flat earth the fact that there's like all these uh, there's like a whole nother world inside full of fucking aliens like an alien pot pie in there i'm into that yeah so i I don't because that's got really accurate science too Mm mm-hmm and really then, accurate. you know, caves and all that shit, you're like, oh, fuck, like, you just fucking stumbled down too far into the wrong cave, and all of a sudden, you start seeing you start seeing some weird footprints in the dust, and then all of a sudden, you turn around the corner, and there's fucking aliens just checking out buttholes, like a whole butthole laboratory down there. Fucking yeah. that, dude, that's probably, you know what, did you hear that episode about Fonzie's butthole surgery? Yeah. Dude, yeah. guarantee you this, <laughs> guarantee you this. When they fucking gave him that epidural and he started to get a little loopy, they definitely took off all their masks. They were definitely alien surgeons and they were definitely just doing weird butt stuff with him. Whoa, yeah. Man, I, I didn't want to tell him that on the pod because I was afraid it would crush his mind. So I hope it doesn't destroy his mind now when he hears it. Yeah. Brace yeah. yourself. Brace yourself, psych lord. He's going to have repressed memories coming out of fucking gummy, of, of gummy aliens <laughs> yeah, in, now, his, in his butthole. Now we, got, now we got the guy on the... True. That I mean, is if true. We can, we can shrink someone down and send them into Fonzie's butt. Oh, shit. We can probably find all the secrets. We should hide a microscopic camera in Fonzie's butt, in his anus. 
and then he can go in for he can be like, oh, my hemorrhoids are back. I need a I need another surgery, Doctor Alien. And then he can go in there and we can film it and we can get the proof when they blink and then they have reptile eyes and then we see President Obama is in there too. Fuck. God. Still President Obama. He's probably still president, too. That's probably part of the conspiracy as well. He's an underground president now. He's president of Hollow Earth. Yeah, which is a huge, like, uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, Hollow Earth is, that's like the VIP, dude. The v, That's definitely VIP. Like, there's velvet ropes at the entrance to fucking Hollow Earth, dude. That's the <laughs> most exclusive. That's the Studio 54 of the planet Earth. Like, who cares about fucking hanging out on the outside where it's all polluted and people are shitting in the streets? You know what I'm saying? None of that down. No buttholes. Maybe that's it. Maybe you can't have a butthole in hollow Earth. Maybe all the buttholes are on the outside and all the fucking smooth smooth backs, they're, down, they're deep down. They're in hollow Earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I buy it, probably hundred percent. I'm bought on that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What do you think? What are the odds that that our government is being? People are worried about Russia influencing our government, but here's the hot question: Is number one is everyone in Russia an alien? Because Putin, he he looks like he he has the demeanor of possibly a very old alien like he has some definitely ninja alien vibes like some old samurai alien man vibes so is everyone in russia an alien or and or are is are is are 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 people in our government are they reptile aliens well i definitely say we have some reptiles in our government Mm mm-hmm but let me ask you this. Okay. Are you sure Russia's real? Oh, I've never been there, dude. I've never been there. <laughs> I've never been there. I've never I've been, been there. there. I mean, look at the The only man. person that we ever know, the only person that I've ever known that went to Russia didn't end well, so that's not a good sign. And they're uh, they're like uh, their language, their in language. It looks like the the things from Predator on his like wristband or oh, whatever. Oh shit. Think about it. Oh shit! And then that <laughs> laugh. That laugh sounds Russian. Oh, 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 oh. The recorded predator laugh at the end. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a big wormhole there. There's yeah. a lot of research that needs to be done here. There's a lot of research. We're throwing around a lot of amateur speculation. We need some. We need some yeah. hard research. We need some dripping wet research done on this. I'll get my guys on it. You do definitely get some guys on it. Get I need to find out more That's about like the I need to find out more about the motivations of Flat Earth. That's what I need to figure out. That's what I need to find out about. Cuz people are really into it. People are really invested in it and I'm trying to uh, I got to wrap my head around it. Oh my god, you know what I tried to wrap my head around that is insane is Bitcoin. Have you ever fucking tried to understand what the hell Bitcoin is? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, can you explain it to, to anybody? Well, I'm not like a professional, like, or an expert on the topic, but essentially it's just like, um, you know, <laughs> it's just that stuff, you know? 
Do you know about Bitcoin mining? You know that like computers are like mining for Bitcoins? Yeah, they just like kind of start doing like algorithms. Yeah, they do like fucking math and shit and then they're just finding Bitcoins out there. Man, I don't know. I definitely do not understand that. That shit is fucking insane. You know, Michelle's brother understands it. Fucking uh, Mama Geddon's brother. He's uh, He posts about Bitcoin all the time. I think he's getting rich off of Bitcoin. Wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess if you like started in like, you know, 2008 or something, you'd be a rich guy today definitely alien money that's my explanation of it is government alien money that's what bitcoin is yeah yeah i don't yeah i guess i don't know enough to um have any other you know say in it that i agree yeah shit man we're getting deep. We're getting deep. We're definitely people. There's some. There's some. There's some. Uh, there. There's people. Conti- as we go deeper into this conversation, even though this isn't live, I can hear little clicks in the background. Definitely more and more government agencies and intergalactic networks are starting to just hone in. We've said enough keywords that they're that they're fucking. Their their little vacuum, their tractor beam vacuum hearing devices are now sucking up our words and bringing it up in, and they're analyzing how much how much do we really know? Because sometimes it's the people that know the least about it that are going to solve the crime. I'll tell you that right now. Fucking amateur sleuthing. Have you ever heard of someone called the Hardy Boys? <laughs> that I have. That I have. <laughs> I don't even know what the Hardy Boys are. I just know about. They're like some teenagers that run around and have adventure solving crimes and the the least i know about it that means that i'm the most likely person to stumble in and uncover the truth yeah because my assumptions aren't blinding me i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna crack this nut yeah even scooby-doo exactly uh... the stoners that's what i'm talking about dude the guy who's just trying to find a quiet place to smoke some weed and eat a bunch of food with his dog you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His dog talks because they're both high as fuck. Again, proving my point. And then they're out there solving the fucking crime, pulling the mask off the pedophile. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I wish more people just walked around with masks in real life. Like, just like realistic, weird masks. And like, they would just like pretend to be other people and you'd have no idea. And like, you know, they'd just be like, you thought you were friends with them, but then they just like pulled the mask off one day and you're like, what the fuck? And you just did not know what happened. And then you never see him again. Then you just never see him again. Like someone you knew, like went to high school with, like grew up with, they put on like a different subtly growing up face mask every single day. Yeah. I mean, I guess... It could still happen. I mean, I guess their whole thing is that we're not supposed to know. Yeah. It's like, uh, so you could have at least like 10 people in your life who are constantly wearing a mask. Damn, I like it. It's like manual shape-shifting. Yeah, exactly. Super analog shape-shifting is just wearing elaborate suits. But yeah, I think the mask thing was kind of more limited to the 60s, maybe. Yeah. After 2K, everything went straight up uh, shape-shifting. True. That is true. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is when people started talking about the reptile overlords more. That's when it got blown up. That's when one got caught. That's when we woke up, man. That's when there was a gunfight in Hollow Earth, and someone got his arm shot off, but he lived to come back and tell everyone on YouTube about it. Yeah. <laughs> under Yeah, under the um, username, like, Truth Seeker 899 or <laughs> Truth something. Truth Seeker, one arm, one arm truth. The arm of justice. <laughs> Shit, man. Do we know anybody that works at the government? We need to get someone implanted on their end. We need a mole. We need a ghost scout who works in the government is what we need. Yeah. We need an implant. Yeah, well, I thought that was pretty much the whole idea of the ghost scout. You should run for mayor, dude. You should do it. You could do it. I think I might. Run for mayor of your town. Does your town have a mayor? I don't know. Mm. I have no idea. I wonder if there's reptile aliens in local government. I wonder if, like, the local government here, like, when I'm on the zoning board, is everyone else on the zoning board in my town a fucking alien and I don't even know it and I'm just so high that I don't even pick up on it? Well, is there, like, a lot of talk in your meetings about, like, keeping the cricket population up <laughs> it's just like have you tried these cricket chips they're delicious <laughs> they're just all breeding crickets i used to when i worked at fucking uh petco um in uh when i was in like when i was in college i would come home on break and work at petco and and they have the crickets like breeding you know they have the crickets in the back room two crickets stink there they smell like fucking shit super yeah, super hard yeah, I used to work at PetSmart, and yeah, we had cricket boxes and stuff. Did you work in the fish and reptiles department? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I did too. I don't think we've ever we ever knew that. Oh yeah, I mean, I've heard. Yeah, I heard uh, stories about how you worked there um, oh. at camp and stuff. But yeah, I worked there um, basically since last year till about August this year. Uh huh. Oh wow! Oh, you just working there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. I yeah, I used to. Um, man, the crickets like really were kind of a head trip for me, just because it's like a bunch of things living in a little box, and you just scoop them out, and then they're just gone, and they're like the dudes living in there, and they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and then they're I gonna mean, they, go get super uh, eaten. They're gonna get super eaten by a crazy predator. Yeah. I used to have these Australian tree frogs, and when you'd put a cricket in, they'd, like, perk up, and they, it was, like, in a big tank, like, it was, like, three feet long or whatever, and, like, they would fucking jump, like, from across the tank and do, like, a fucking insane backflip and, like, nail the cricket and then just mash it up and fucking eat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty dope. It was pretty cool. I was pretty into that. Yeah, can you imagine being, like, just tossed into a den with, like, a giant reptile and you had to fight for your life? Definitely a nightmare. Definitely a nightmare. Definitely tons of things on this planet getting eaten alive, and humans rarely get eaten alive. Oh, yeah. Rarely. But that's, like, your worst nightmare, like, being eaten alive. And also, a lot of things are eaten alive by their own kind. A lot of things are totally cannibalized. That's, like, a crazy nightmare. There's a lot of nightmare scenarios that play out in the natural world. It's pretty badass. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, the uh, the thing that eats humans the most are other humans. Fuck. Where is that? Where does the most cannibalism happen? Um, usually rural Midwest. <laughs> Fuck, like the fucking serial killer type of cannibal eating? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Do you listen to last podcast on the left? No. Oh my god, no. you got you got to no. listen to it, man. It's just all about like serial killers and alien shit and all that. You would love it. Haven't you heard me talk about it before? I maybe. I mean, I guess yeah, the name kind of rings a bell, you but I You would love I'd... it, man. You would love it. They're super funny and it's all about all that fucked up shit. It's all about all this crazy shit that we love to talk about. Awesome. Yeah, and they do like in-depth profiles on like all the different serial killers and fucking. They have all the cannibal people and all that shit on there. They have like hundreds of episodes. It's awesome. Yeah. Shout outs, shout outs to the last podcast on the left. Yeah. Definitely my favorite of all the podcasts that I listen to. I'm the most pumped when one of those comes in. Yeah, I'll check it out. I am. I need to get in some more podcasts for like porn kind of stuff. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Um, not really. Yeah. I'll listen to, um, like, there's this one called Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Uh huh. That's pretty good. It's like fun science stuff. Mm. Um, I sometimes, like, I do the Joe Rogan on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I listen to almost all the Rogans. I mean, they, there's so many that sometimes I'm subscribed to so many podcasts now that I can't even keep up with them all. So some I miss, but but I usually uh, I usually like to listen to those ones. Joe Rogan. I've definitely learned more on the Rogan podcasts in the last like two years than I've learned like in my life accumulated before that. Yeah, yeah, no it's doubt. Like super informative, dude. Like about everything. You just like so much information there. You could just like drop out of school and listen to his podcast and become educated. <laughs> yeah, which everybody should do. People should also drop out of school and just listen to this podcast, and we can have an experiment to see what happens when they grow up. Yeah. Oh, you mean like drop out of school like really young? Yeah, like elementary school. <laughs> Right now, whatever age you are, get your kids just listening to this podcast. Pull them out of school, and we'll see how they will. They'll, they'll just they'll, we'll see what we'll see what the experiment how the experiment will turn out in twenty years. Send in a note to the podcast and tell us how it turned out. <laughs> yeah, don't don't call. Just send an yeah, app. don't clog it up before then. You know, but you know, do this in twenty years. Let us know. How did it go? Yeah. But don't send it. But if it was a bummer, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. We, we don't want to. <laughs> this is an uplifting podcast, bro. This is about positive vibes, positive attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, you know what else I was going to think about? saying before but i forgot was that when we were talking about animals eating stuff and also before that buttholes you know there's a lot of animals that will eat your fucking if it gets you like a hyena i think they fucking like eat your butthole first when you're alive oh yeah that's what i call butthole surgery yeah it's gotta be, <laughs> it's gotta be pretty intense <laughs> that's gotta be 
It's got to be one of the worst ways that you could leave this life. Unless you're like into that. <laughs> That's I, true. You could be, yeah, that could be like a really extreme fetish. Like could you survive it? They're like, pull him out, pull him out. Like, That's enough. That's enough. They're like, no, leave me for another minute. And then they just like have a surgeon ready. And then fucking they try to just put your butthole back together after like a fucking hyena has just been fucking face deep in your bowels that maybe that's what really happened with fonzie's butthole surgery maybe he's like oh yeah i had hemorrhoids but really he's in a deep fucking dark mexican fucking hyena fucking asshole hyena ring fetish which is super dark and all the billionaires all the billionaire reptile aliens get together and it's like cockfighting and they throw people in there and they have a fucking they have these animals just start to fucking eat your asshole and see who can last the longest, and then they put you back together. Yeah, wow. With like, um, like, would you get like a cybernetic butthole afterwards? No, they have to keep putting. They'd have a bunch of soft tissue around, like grown in a lab, because now they're growing all kinds of stuff in labs, or maybe they just have like, you know, you have a team. And then, like, everybody is genetically matched up with you on your team. And they're like, all right, you got to give them your butthole. And they just, like, kill you. And then you get you have to donate your butthole to them so they can keep going. Or maybe they just have to pick up butthole parts out of the butthole hyena ring and, like, try to put it back together. That's part of the challenge, too, is how good is your team of doctors that they can take whatever scraps are left over and also they can kill the hyena and get in its stomach and try to get your parts back if they're not too chewed up, if they're not too gnashed, and then try to fucking put it back together. Well, by that point, I just take the hyena's butthole. <laughs> Frank <and> butthole. <laughs> yeah, they probably have serious buttholes. They're probably like super strong buttholes because the hyena will try to eat a hyena's butthole probably all the time. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Damn. I guess, yeah, that's kind of like NASCAR. Like, you just get, like, pulled off into the pit, and they do work, and then you're right back out. Definitely. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is totally reminds me of NASCAR right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hyena ball surgery in NASCAR. <laughs> Go hand in hand. It's true. It's the butthole pit. They just get you in. They get you out. They're running over like, whoop, whoop, whoop. just fucking putting in some, you know, whatever. They have screws made out of flesh, right? It's all this. It's all this new biodynamic, organic surgery parts. The scissors that they're cutting you open with are made of skin. Everything's made of skin. That's the future. Is everything people think it's going to go cybernetic, but it's going to go the other way. You're going to just be using a computer, but the computer's made of flesh. Like your laptop will just be made of skin. And all the like keys would be teeth. Exactly. It's totally opposite of what you think. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Nothing will be made of metal. Every piece, every piece will just be made of some kind of organically human grown body part. Yeah. What? I mean, yeah, I guess, what do you think they're doing with all those, like, um, you know, the babies and Planned Parenthood? Yep, definitely Stem- vacuuming them out. They're vacuuming them out, and then they're chopping them up. They're, it's like they're doing the sausage, but they're just making a paste, and then they put that paste into a 3D printer, and then they fucking print out new technology. That's what's happening. Yeah. Think about it. 
Chris Christie knows. <laughs> Tell us the truth, Chris Christie. Chris, Chris Christie was definitely 3D printed. He gets 3D printed out every morning. Yeah, that's likely. Jeez, we're figuring out some shit right here, bro. This is a fucking, this is a juicy old, you're getting to the bottom of this. We're getting to the butthole of this fucking, these conspiracies today. Oh, um, talking about like animals eating stuff. Mm-hmm, like buttholes. Yeah, but um, the first, when I went to camp for the first time, like um my very like our very first day there right when we pulled up i was with um zach and emily we all drove together and uh like one of the first things we saw was like a a bee inside of a dead mouse and it was just like buzzing around and they're eating it wow that's fucking weird dude it, where was it that was just on on the forest floor no it was on a table <laughs> it was on a table at camp yeah, like right at the, um, you know, right at the uh, first, you know, above the driveway or whatever. Oh, like, oh, because the, they set up a table there to, like, greet you guys? Yeah. Who greeted yeah, so, you? Who greeted you when you came to camp? Fonzie and Michelle were there. Like, they were like, <laughs> and was she, like, was Michelle, like, she had, like, a bandana on her face or some shit? Did they both have bandanas? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So awesome. <laughs> I love how everybody has a different take. Yeah, I think like, I think like, I think Mike Vance, I think once they said Mike Vance came down and like didn't even say anything to him and then like just fucking waved him up and like just came down with like a mask on and then just like just didn't even say anything to him and then brought him up in the camp or something like that. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are we doing here? I mean, we were pretty late when we arrived, though. I think we got there about noon. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think they were ready to just be like, all right, you fuckers, let's get up. Yep, yeah. Camp's canceled. You guys are too late. And then so you so you came to camp, and then you have also been a resident, right? You and Mind Cop. Um Shout out Daniel Chan Christensen. Uh, you guys were here together. What year was that? Um, that was 2015. That was year four? That was like yeah. after you had come as a cadet? Right. Yeah, or no, you came year three, and then you came back year four. Right. Okay, okay. And then you haven't been back since? Yeah, which is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I'm I'm calling today to say that you're out. You're kicked out. Oh shit! <laughs> Just like have people on the pod and kick them out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> I want funny. you to take your scout shirt right now and eat it. You have to eat the shirt, and you're out. I have three of them. Yeah, <laughs> you start eating. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And uh, do you have any thoughts on? camp do you have any specific things that stand out from your ex from your transcendental experiences at ghost god training camp um well i'll tell you the the day i got back from the first camp i was at you know 2013 um i went bowling with a bunch of friends mm -hmm. and i and i did a near perfect game 
Wow. And I, I, before that, I've always sucked at bowling. Like it was just a thing I couldn't do well. But after that, it was like spare after spare after strike after strike. Wow, you were dialed in, dude. Dude, I was glowing. You know why? It's because you had been in the woods for a month. You had been away from cell phone technology and computer technology and electricity. And the fucking, the grip of the reptile overlords that they have on your mind was faded and worn off. And you were ramping up to full, you were like at full power coming out of camp. You know what I'm saying? You were just like, oh my God, life's so easy for me right now. Definitely. You just trip and fall. And then all of a sudden you just fall on someone and you're having sex with a beautiful girl. Yeah, pretty much. Um that was happening like on a daily basis. Who was in love with you though and super consensual and she's like, I've been waiting for you to fall on me and fall into my vagina this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that happened about ninety times. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Like ninety. Like a ninety, but that's a strong ninety. Yeah, one thing about like camp is like, uh, I think the best part of it is like turning off autopilot. Like, because before you go to camp, you don't even know that you're just like on some like track, not even making your own decisions. And then when you're there, you're just like fully embodied. Mm-hmm. You're almost like, you know, pouring out of your body. That's how, that's how in tune you are with being alive. Totally. That is true. Yeah, I think there's something special about getting people out into the forest, especially nowadays when people don't necessarily spend a ton of time in the woods, probably, especially a lot of the people that come to camp. Like, you know, we get some people that are forest enthusiasts, but like, I think most people that come, even if they've been in the woods in the past or not, like, don't currently like live in the forest. And, yeah. uh, you know, to, and then to step into that world, it's like, you don't think, I think maybe some people don't think about the forest being like as real of a world or something as like a city and a human world. Like, you know, what's out there? Oh, it's just nature. You know, like nature is just one homogenous thing, but then you get out there and you realize like that you're on this fucking alien planet with like all this shit just like growing like everything around you is actually alive and it's growing like if you're in a city it's like there's people around and then there's like a little bit of stuff growing but it's almost all paved over and shit so it's mostly just human life and human creation but then you're out here and it's just like you know, everything is just like growing towards the sun, this fireball in outer space, just like growing like it's like at a different time scale than us, but it's just like growing like super feverishly and like all the plants are competing and fucking photosynthesizing. And any of those planets could be for any of the plants could be from another planet. Like you don't know if that insect that you're looking at is an alien or not. Probably every insect on this planet is an alien. They're probably all fucking aliens. They're probably crawling in and out of your buttholes at night when you're sleeping. Definitely. Fucking yeah. spiders, definitely aliens crawling in and out of your, these people say they crawl in and out of your mouth. Right, and you eat them. The truth is that they didn't crawl in your mouth; they're crawling out your mouth. They crawled in. <laughs> they crawled in your butthole. Okay, let me tell you something. They didn't crawl in your mouth; they crawled in your butthole. Yeah, making what fucking is- spider webs in your stomach and then crawling out your mouth so they can do it again. What is the fact? Like the fact, like um, you have 
eight spiders in your body at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and and if and they're and they're just in there, they're hanging out with the <laughs> chewing gum that you ate that's in your body for eight years. Like yeah. all that is all it's all in there, man. <laughs> It's just city. a party. It's like hollow earth inside your inside your bowels. Yeah, spiders don't have buttholes either. Spiders definitely don't have buttholes. Because mm-hmm. they're aliens. Oh, I had to, um, at the, during the residency, I like had to chop down a small tree to put my campsite up. Mm-hmm. Like, like a little baby sapling or whatever. And I felt like I murdered something. Yep. Yeah. Like, cause I just like cut it down with an axe, like you know, savage statement style. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, screaming at it. You're screaming and yelling at it. Yeah, I yeah. had like sap with my face and everything. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was really like intense. How like um, how alive is you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. And when you live in the woods too you realize how quickly everything is changing and growing all the time. Like every time I go outside, something is different. And then like, you know, right now it's winter time. So like the leaves fall off and then, you know, and then, and then things kind of go dormant and then you come back and in the spring, everything's like, boom, and it's blowing up and transforming again. And you're like, holy shit, that tree's like twice as big as it was. Like you really, you really notice that, like the high five tree. I swear to God, started out being like six feet tall, and now it's like fucking twenty five feet tall, dude. It's insane. It's Is like really? so, so tall, dude. You'll be like, that's not the high five tree. Like it's so big, dude. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love living in the woods. <laughs> Is it, uh, is it snowing up by you yet? What's that? Has it snowed up by you? Yeah, there's snow outside, but now it's like raining. Uh, it's It probably started snowing like a couple of weeks ago, but it's just snowed like a couple of inches, and then it melted, and then a couple of inches, and then it melted, and then... And then there was maybe like four or five inches accumulated, but it's like... It was like warmer and raining today, so now it's getting all slushy and gross, and it's probably actually going to freeze. So it's probably going to be fucking dangerous driving out later um, today. Probably some people going to die. You can get you can if you hit an animal on the road and road kill it, you can eat it. You know, really? Yep, you can take it and eat it. But so does that apply to people? If you're the first on the scene, you should be able to get their car. You should be able to claim the property that's on the scene and eat the people, yeah. I think. I think that's finders keepers. I mean, what does well, finders that, keepers even mean if it doesn't mean that? Well, I think the main difference is animals don't have funerals. True. I like that. Animals don't have funerals. It's a. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing that separates us. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I suppose if no one's around, you can eat a person that you hit. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, you can, you can do a lot of things. If no one's around. Yeah. What if it, I feel like in the time where there was no rules, like back in the day, if some kids <laughs> just found an accident, they must've just like hung around and like, 
taken the cigarettes out of the corpse's pocket and smoked them and then like gotten some sticks and just like you know the corpse corpse is bloated and they just like beat the belly till it breaks open <laughs> like just like some fucking old wild west kids that are just walking around and they find like a stagecoach accident and they're just fucking just poking the eyes out and kicking them around and fucking taking a look at the genitals trying to figure out how sex works like you know just checking it out looting the bodies you know taking all kind putting on the clothes wearing the underwear smelling the underwear right yeah oh my god (laughs) stagecoach accident in the wilderness I feel like I just described the plot of the first episode of the Beehive Boy comic, probably. I think I just might have made it up on the spot. <laughs> Love it. Have you ever found a dead body in your real life? Oh, man, I wish. Uh, I've never seen a dead human body other than at a funeral. Right. And that show was pretty whack. Um but I have seen, <clears throat> I remember like before, obviously I've seen dead animals hunting that I've hunted. But mm-hmm. before that, because I didn't grow up hunting, and I remember that one time I was like at a party and I went in the backyard and there was like just a dead deer laying in the backyard and I like, and I was just looking at it and it had like a crazy energy to it. Like it just was like, even though it was just laying there dead, it was like vibrating and you could like feel that it could just like, I that felt like it was going to look at me and then jump up and yeah. fucking, you know, whatever, say some fucked up shit to me and make me change my, it'll be like fucking, if I, if that deer just jumped up and was like, the reptiles are coming and then it just ran off. Like, what the fuck would you do, dude? I would lose my fucking mind. I felt like that was going to happen. But yeah, the, I, I remember just being like super shocked by like the deadness of it. Like it was spooky and weird. And that was like when I was in like, co- like after college. Um, but I don't think I, cause it, cause it, cause the thing about a dead deer is it's like about the size of a person, you know, like the deer that I got, the deer that I shot was like 144 pounds and you like yeah. gut it out and your, your arms are all up in its chest and you're pulling the organs out and all that shit. And it's like a sort of comparable, you know, it's like, I feel like after that, after I killed a deer, I was like, oh, I could definitely kill a person. Like, no problem. It's the same difference. Like, I'd definitely just shoot someone and gut him out and be like, all right, I'm just hang him up over there. Fucking send him over to the shop to get fucking to get cut, <laughs> cut the meat up, cut the different cuts. But yeah. yeah, I definitely felt like a switch went off after that. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, it just, like, it was weird. Not in, like, a psychopath way, you know? Some people yeah. will hear that and be like, oh, this... You know, people don't like hunting and this and that, but it truly makes you realize that life is life and that a deer's life is no more or less important than a human life and all this other stuff. And you're just like, holy shit, this deer was just walking around alive and now, you know, I just hunted it and now I'm going to eat its meat and, and take that into my life and, you know, use its life energy in my life and all this shit. And, you know, of course, on all the respectful tip of 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 that transfer of life and transfer of energy and then just the wild phenomenology of it all it was definitely almost like <clears throat> like a psychedelic experience you know like it was like setting off chemicals like that in my brain where i was just having like 
like I, I've said it before, but it truly was like as transcendent as like seeing as like when Wolfie or Julie was born, you know, like it was just like, holy shit. Like it was just like I was forever changed from that day forward. Like see, like have going through that experience is super profound. And it really totally changed the way I thought about really, really started to change the way I was thinking about food and thinking about meat. And since then, you know, now I now I get like all the local meat from the farms right around us that is like super humanely raised and eat more hunted meat. And, you know, just into that whole the whole lifestyle aspect of it is like makes so much sense as a human being. And uh, and then just also went into all the all the other facets of 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 uh nutrition with eating way more plant life and stuff like that you know of the last <clears throat> since i've since i moved to vermont the last like the last like three years have definitely been like totally totally changed the way i think and eat think about food and eat it and there were thoughts that i had before like i remember just really figuring out how messed up the factory farm system was when i was in college and stuff like that and then we talked about this on that pod with uh beard lips with with john mansfield with the vegan yeah. with the vegan beef podcast and all that stuff but but yeah truly like it all just fits together <clears throat> you know the hunting and the farming and all that stuff so you know it's uh yeah, that was a wild experience, though. I didn't get to do any deer hunting this year. I'm kind of bummed. It just ended because I've been on this wild three weeks of, you know, going out to going out to Brooklyn for the weekend and then going to L.A. for the weekend and then having Thanksgiving be the following weekend. It's kind of insane because, as you know, I'm usually just sitting in my house or my forest like all the time i like never leave where i live you know i'm just here just chilling and drawing and chilling with the fam and stuff like that so i usually don't go anywhere so it's insane that i've been like rocketing around for the last three weeks and uh but it's cool because i got to see so many i got to see so many scouts from both coasts it was awesome yeah yeah how did your um boston conference go or what is it panel Right. Oh, that the Brooklyn one? Yeah, Brooklyn, right, right. Yeah, it was cool. It was super low key. Hold on, I gotta clear my throat. <clears throat> I got phlegm in there. Um Yeah, it was super low key. It was like part of a comics festival, like um a comic convention at Pratt. It was called Brooklyn uh Brooklyn Com wait, Cab. It was Comic Arts Brooklyn. Um and I guess it's a uh uh um uh, convention that they've been building up for a few years. I didn't know about it, um, but it was legit. It was like in the gymnasium at Pratt, and it was like packed, and people had come from all over the country to exhibit there and shit. It was like a legit, you know, indie uh, comic fest. And then um, they just had some different panels, uh, and one of them was like alumni. Um, and uh, so, yeah, me and Ron Wimberly got to jump up on that, and that was super fun. I was down there staying with Ron. I hadn't connected with Ron, and I hadn't seen him since since I was in L.A. because he happened to be out there uh, for a little bit. He was working on, like, Black Dynamite. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he was doing some, like, I think some character stuff for them or some layouts. I forget exactly. He was out there for a hot second, but then he didn't really dig L.A., so he ended up coming back east. But yeah, I hadn't seen him since, you know, so like five, six, well, no, I guess I've been here for six years. So like, yeah, seven, eight years or something. It's crazy, man, when you can go so long without seeing, without having seen some of your good friends. It's super wild. But yeah, it was super fun to go out there, hang with Ron, reconnect, um, connect with other homies at Pratt and, and old teachers and, um, 
you know, just, just the panel was pretty chill. Like I said, it was like just a little like a uh, classroom type of vibe and they had a projector. I actually have a video of it that I can post up the, my teacher sent me a video. I haven't looked at it yet. He said it wasn't great quality, but, but, uh, you know, take a look at it. But yeah, it was super fun. Brooklyn's totally different because I haven't been there in like, uh, I don't even know, like 10 plus years and uh like the whole area where Pratt is and shit now it's like it used to be just like grimy city shit and now it's like high rise swanky condo apartments and fucking swanky restaurants with twenty five dollar entrees and shit. Like it wasn't at all like that when I was there. One side of the street is kind of pretty much the same, like across the street on Myrtle Ave, but this the the school side is like fucking all built up and and super insane the whole the whole the whole character of the area has really changed it's pretty wild i mean i was only there for a couple of days but like i wouldn't have even i wouldn't have even known that i was right next to pratt like that's how much it's changed like i was like i had no idea where we were as it do you think changed for the better or would you prefer it stayed like uh, I have no idea. I mean, it definitely comes into gentrification issues. So like, you know, that, that obviously gets like complicated where people are being like priced out of areas and stuff. But I mean, I don't know what the alternatives are. I mean, it seems to be a thing that just like happens, right? There's like a certain cycle where like artists move into an area because it's cheap and then they make it hip and then, you know, posers and wannabes move in and they you know they because they want to be part of that hip scene and and uh and then yuppies come in and move in or whatever so who knows i don't know man uh i don't really understand all the dynamics of it but it seems inevitable that things just change and you know hopefully it raises the quality of living for like the people that live in in that city overall you know you don't want one area to just like you know, keep, I know it's problematic when people are shuffled into worse and worse areas and, and kicked out of where the places where they grew up and shit like that, that's pretty weak. And, you know, there should definitely be a better model, but, you know, hopefully everything's going, you know, you, you want things to move in a direction that increases the quality of life for everybody involved. I mean, I don't even know why anybody wants to live long-term in a city anyway. To me, it's like, you know, it's obviously my personal opinion, but for me, you just can't get a high quality of life in the city. It just doesn't exist. It's like saying I'm going to live in the bathroom and get a high quality of life. Like you're like living at the mall, you know, like it's like you're in this, like we said, like just this man-made manufactured environment where there's all these people just stacked on top of each other. It's like a fucking roach motel, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's all rich people or whatever, or, or all super cool people, you know, like still just so many people like why do you want to live that close to that many people i don't it's insane because i dipping in and out of the city you know what i'm saying i'll jump up in there check it out have fun and then be out and be back in my own world in the forest and you know living yeah. in a not everybody wants to live in the deep woods but even just in a small town like life the high the quality of life in a small town is great you know what i'm saying people are overall pretty happy and friendly and they know each other and there's accountability and there's really strong community you know where we live here you know in the northeast kingdom of vermont there's so much community you know what i'm saying there's all these community events and you go into town and you know everybody and you know i shop at the stores and you just people know who you are and people know your kids and 
and all that shit. That to me, and that's how I grew up too. So I'm obviously biased about it, but I, I just, you know, thinking about it, I just, you know, I think it's really exciting to visit the city and also to live in the city. Like when I was living in the city in school, I fucking loved it. You know what I'm saying? I was walling out. I was feeding off that energy and the danger and the, the, the insane amount of just shit that was going on there. And, and you go to all the shows and shit like that. But I don't know. I think it's important to have different phases in your life too, where like, I think if you've been living at the same pace, you know, where you're like in the city and going to shows and doing this. And it's like, and you've been doing that shit for 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. Like, I don't know, I think you need different phases in your life. You know, like, like I was talking about this with some friends, like each phase of my life has taken place in like a different place. You know, like, like I grew up in the woods, teenager, I moved to the suburbs and that encapsulated my childhood and then started this new chapter in the suburbs, which, you know, was a lot of actual conflict because I didn't like it as much. And then went off to college in the city, you know what I'm saying? So I started out in the woods, end up in the neighborhoods, then go all the way to the city and then, you know, find my way back to the deep woods and kind of recharge and regroup and really figure my life out as I'm going out to become an adult for the first time, you know, outside of school on my own. And then, uh, you know, I think for me, it was also really symbolic to be like in the woods, like starting from scratch as I was truly becoming an adult, you know what I'm saying? 24, 25 is when you kind of really start to figure out who you are and what you're about. And to, to, for me to do that in the woods, with, with this with this thing of building crops from scratch for some reason had something to do with it that was very important for me and then to uh you know have that opportunity to dip out to LA and and have the whole cartoon network era and have that encapsulated and then for that all to lead to my future <clears throat> you know my present up here in the northeast kingdom vermont in my own forest you know what I'm saying and then i mean I'll be, I, you know, this place will really set the stage for the rest of my life. But now all these other cool new things are happening where, because I want, though, I think because I moved when I was a kid and I hated it so much, I think one of the, one of the reasons I want to have like land and, and build a house and stuff is to, is so that my kids will have like a really stable childhood and like a childhood that won't, that, that, that isn't like, I, I feel like my childhood when we moved got like kind of stolen from me. And I think that's why it's so important to set that up like a real childhood world for my kids where it's like, they'll always have that. Like they'll always have the house they grew up in and shit like that if they want it, you know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like I lost that. So, so that's really important. So this place will definitely be the staging ground for the foreseeable future but now all these other cool opportunities are opening up where like i can travel to denmark and i can travel the you know now people are always hitting me up like you know galleries in new york want me to do some shit and then people are you know people from france are like we want you to come out to this school like all these people are hit starting to hit me up now and i think with the podcast and with everything you know going forward is it's just going to continue to increase so so it's interesting it's i'm really into how how your life has different phases and to really embrace that and to uh and to and to go through each phase and then not want to hold on to one too long like know when it's up and no one no one like it's time to just take a leap of faith into your next phase of development to me is like mm-hmm. uh, such a huge thing yeah yeah that's awesome because like um I don't know, before with just the Ghost Scouts, you had like people from all over the world coming to you. Yeah, and yeah. Now you, now you got them like pulling you, like, you know, the opposite direction. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, it's super crazy. It's so wild, man. I can't, I can't even understand it or believe it. And it's funny too, because when I was young, 
I remember that when I was coming out, starting my career, like I had a lot of friends that were traveling around and I hadn't, I've never really traveled much. Um, I've, I'd only been out of the United States once to Costa Rica. So I'd never been off the, uh, out of the Americas, you know, till I went to Denmark two years ago. And, um, and when I was, when I was starting out, all I had friends that were going all over and all this shit and, and I was just like, no, nah, man, I'm going to travel like when I made it. Like, I'm not going to travel now. I'm going to fucking work now and I'm going to make my career. And then when I made it, like when I'm, when I'm, when I've like, when I've, when people know who I am, when I've accomplished some shit, then I'm going to travel, you know what I'm saying? And it'll be dope. And I also thought like when I have kids, like I'll travel cause it'll be super cool for them to like see the world when they're kids, you know what I'm saying? So so that's cool that that stuff is kind of manifested. Like we took a trip to Bermuda this year as a family because um, like we never used to take – when I was growing up, like, you know, just my my parents are pretty like mo- moderate, modest um, modest people. Like, like uh, you know, they're like social workers or whatever. So we didn't ever have a ton of money growing up. So we, our vacations were always like to grandma grandpa's house and stuff like that. And I love that. That was awesome. I loved like going to my grandparents' house for a week and shit like that. And, 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 you know, we grew up with such strong family stuff, which was super dope, but I always wanted to like go to Disney world or some shit like that. And they'd be like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go. We never did. And also just like the idea of, you know, going to like another country as a kid must be so insane. Cause to see like a totally different culture, like I never even left the Northeast till I was like a teenager. So like I didn't know anything about any other like culture at all, even even just what's going on in America. You know, I'd never been down south, I'd never been out west or anything like that. So, you know, my perception of it was so localized. And it was really great and happy, but but it was just so myopic in that way. So I always liked the idea of of being able to really start doing that with my family, having like a super strong home base, but then going out and, you know, showing them different parts of the world and stuff and, and having them have that conception of things, which is uh pretty cool. I guess kids probably have like a more wilder conception of stuff now, just because the internet shares so much information too, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as a kid, my like um, view of the world came mostly just from cartoons and stuff. Totally, totally, like, yeah, like no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I just wanted to go to Disneyland. That was like my conception of like the dopest place in the world. This is, I just want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Did you ever go to? What did you guys do when you were kids? Did you go on like any wild vacations? Uh, yeah, we um did a really big like road trip like um when we were pretty younger um just to like west um you know to like national parks and stuff yeah yeah and we did like you know we pretty much did a lot of road trips like um i know when i was in high school we did a big trip to california oh that's cool um yeah and like did a lot of desert stuff which was sweet yeah. I mean, we meant to see the Grand Canyon, but, like, <laughs> we went to, like, a a Native American reserve to, like, uh-huh. go in like, a tour or something. Uh-huh. And it's so expensive. And we're just like, yeah, fuck that, dude. So we just, like, hung out on some cliffs and shot stuff with BB guns. Oh, you didn't go to the Grand Canyon? 
Yeah. No, like you went all the way there, and then you're like, these fucking Indians are trying to rip us off, bro. We got to fuck this shit that you didn't go in. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, we went to the Grand Canyon on our road trip uh, coming back from L.A. We did that six-week road trip uh, with Wolfie. He was like nine, ten months old, and the dogs and the pop-up camper and that giant truck we had, and we drove cross-country. That was super fun. And we checked out Grand Canyon. We checked out Mesa Verde, which is super sick. That's like the cliff dwellings, like the the, the like the like little city built under the cliff there. Yeah. That shit was yeah. super cool. That's some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. That's definitely some wild alien shit. Definitely some aliens were fucking living up there looking like people wearing people holograms. They were definitely fucking some aliens. That's an alien city. Nice. That's definitely the tip of hollow earth. Is like carved into the side of this cliff, dude. And then you go down a trap door. They even had a crazy underground chamber. They had some underground chambers that you go in and you like smoke out down there and shit. And like they have fucking visions and shit. That's how you go in there. You smoke and then the fucking portal opens up. The butthole portal, the hollow earth opens up. And then you're fucking in there. You're in the VIP. Yeah. Wow. And the inside of the earth is made of fucking weed. Is it? It's a weed and mushroom forest. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Dude, what if what if aliens are weed? Like the stuff we grow on What the if planet? we're smoking aliens and that's why we get high and have crazy ideas because the ant we're smoking them into our brains and then they're fucking taking over the show. Yeah, that um that's it. Yeah, I, I, I could buy it. If a like, fucking uh, alien came up to me made of weed, I would be so pumped. I would be like, fuck yes. If I could be made of weed, that would be pretty fucking cool. That would be insane. Well, have you ever been like um, like stone drawing and your hand is pretty much just like on autopilot or whatever and it's just like doing its own thing and you're just like watching it? Definitely. That's like all the time. Yeah. Well... You know, yeah, maybe we're just getting like possessed by like uh, alien spirits. Definitely. Just channeling, you know? Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's a thought. I love smoking weed. Yeah, it's. Do you cool. smoke? Do you smoke every day? Or I forget. You were you were you were puffing tough when you were in the residency, right? Um, allegedly. We allegedly were getting lifted in the residency and, but you, do you get it? Are you, or like, what's your, are you, are you like a daily habitual user allegedly, or it's more occasional? What's your, what's your preference? How do you like to, how do you like to toke it up? It's more occasional. Yeah. I think if I had more access to it, I probably would do it daily, but also, I don't know. Um, you know, I'd like to kind of stay like uh, sober a lot too. Yeah, do you? Mm -hmm. mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, like uh, when I smoke, though, I like want to like work out and stuff and just like do like positive things. Just so. pump some fucking, just lift some fucking heavy weights, dude. Just fucking smoke that blunt and then just start pounding out the fucking barbells. Yeah, 
pretty much. So, like, I think if I did it daily, it would probably actually be good. But I don't know. I don't have that kind of access to it. Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing, you, if you're a habitual user, I think the only thing you got to watch out for is sometimes it can create sort of like a malaise or like a fog. Like you got to make sure I think that you, that you do stay like super focused on it. Like sometimes it can kind of narrow your range of focus into a way where you just stop wanting to do certain things like certain like responsibilities that are maybe less exciting. Like for me, it's always easy to do like, for me, it's always easy to do the stuff I'm super pumped about, like when, regardless of whether I'm fucking, you know, blitzed or sober or whatever. But, uh, you know, sometimes if I'm high, I'll be like, I do not want to fucking do that, like make that appointment or fucking call the doctor or fucking what is you like some of that real life yeah. bullshit? You're just like, you're like, that's not real. Like, I don't need to fucking do that. So some yeah. of that shit, like fucking, you know some of that some of that boring adult stuff so i i always need to be careful to get that stuff out of the way first um because otherwise i'll just keep putting it off so so but in a way it's good because it helps me stay organized stay on top of that stuff i'll write it down i'll get it out of the way and then i'll be like all right now i can get fucking lifted (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i think like it makes doing chores a lot better definitely no definitely yeah i think it makes everything better it makes everything better or like um usually like on like if I go on an outing or something, like I'm going to something social. Mm-hmm. Normally I'd have like, you know, some sort of like um I don't know, anxiety and I'd where I'd just be like some like awkward dude standing around. Mm-hmm. Like um if I like smoke a little bit, I I don't know, it becomes a really good time and it's like exciting to go out. Yeah. That's right, good. Yeah, some people, some people is the opposite. Some people will smoke and then they won't want to do anything. They'd be like, "Nah, no, nah, let's not go out. Let's just stay in." Yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of shifted for me. I used to be like that. Like, yeah. I used to be really paranoid. Yeah. Stuff, but now, um, now there's like I have like a five minute like window of like this kind of like just like heavy, like you know, paranoia or like. You know, just like ideas that I got to deal with or whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of like so, the paranoia. I kind of like it because yeah. it's so <laughs> crazy, and I like never get worried about anything. So then, when you smoke and the paranoia comes, it's kind of like a novelty for me. I'm like, oh my god, like I'm so freaked out about this like random weird shit that I'm thinking about, and then I'll just be like, oh, but I don't need to be, and then I'll just like, it'll just be funny, and I'll just let it go. Like, is I love it yeah. though. Yeah, definitely. That's like. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, it just kind of brings up a lot of, like, um, stuff to surface that maybe, like, uh, I don't know, you, like, ignore or something. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like I like think I think that that's what I love about weed is, like, I think it, it, it enhances your feelings rather than, like, if you drink or whatever, you don't give a fuck. You're like, I don't fucking care. My life's a shitty fucking mess. Like, I'll just fucking get drunk all day. But then if you smoke, it's like, you're like, oh, shit, I'm fucking up. Like, you see shit, like, for real, you know? It's like, you're like, oh, man, I'm slacking. I'm fucking up. Like, I always see, like, if I have a problem and I smoke weed, I'll, I'll like, figure out the solution right away. Like, I'll be like, oh, I yeah. see exactly what I need to do right now. Like, it's like, it's truly a very proactive, helpful substance, you know what I'm saying? Where it really enhances all the things that are good about being a human, the intellectualism, the creativity, 
the you know and, and it might not be like you know if i want to have the most intelligent conversation in the world i might not smoke weed right before it you know what i'm saying i might get into the combo smoke a little bit or whatever you know just like you know sometimes it puts you in a different headspace and you might access information differently and stuff like that but but it's always I think it always is. I because I, th- I think it in a way it's like for me anyway. It it moves away from like like literal thinking and and articulation, and it goes to that really super imaginative world and that visual world, and and just gets my creativity just like ripping my mind apart. Like like it first like it's it's wild. Like as soon as I smoke, it's like. And, and I get ideas all the time, right? You know, and I, I'm not one of those people that thinks you you should, you, you know, you, you if if you don't want to smoke weed, don't smoke weed. But the, you know, I do it because for consistently, I mean, since I started smoking it when I was like 17 years old or whatever, and I'm like fucking 37, so I'm gonna smoke weed for like 20 years, dude. And it still, like, every time I smoke, will just give me the most insane perspectives on shit. Like, it'll just things that I never can think of on my own. And it's not like I don't have good ideas when I'm sober or anything like that. They're just different. It just flips yeah. my mind into another dimension, into the weed dimension, because I truly think it's adding to you. It's like it's coming in. You're having a little special dance with it. You know what I'm saying? In your mind. And that produces some of the, you know, I mean, I, I truly think that I wouldn't have. I think personally, I was such a fuck up. I don't think I would have figured my life out without that flipping perspective. And, mm-hmm. and really seeing, you know, and I mentioned on the podcast before, to me, when I started smoking it, I, it, it told me right away that reality is malleable. Because, like, you smoke and reality changes all around you. And you're like, oh, my God, reality isn't one thing. Reality is anything. And there's infinite reality in front of me. Like, I had that realization. And it showed me that. You know what I'm saying? And so to dip in and out of that into manipulating your reality, I think, is a very healthy thing to do as a human. And I think throughout evolution humans have definitely done that through psychedelics through different you know different things that are altering your state of consciousness i think that's how humans have be, have 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 such a powerful ability to create reality is because we can we do these experiments of jumping in and out of it i think it's definitely not a mistake that you know that we do that yeah you know and uh yeah i mean i think it's so beneficial man i think that once gets into mainstream culture on the on a non-criminal level i mean obviously there's the whole thing about you know people not being in prison for it well could potentially totally change the whole dynamic of our culture which would be incredible you know which which is definitely people's not being the in in you know that should be taken out of the criminal uh realm for sure although they'll probably just find some other reason to lock the same people up but but you know getting it out of that but i think once like it's like you know, if weed was is if you changed if if you replaced beer if you replaced alcohol in our culture with weed right now, our world is definitely twice as good without a doubt. Like without a doubt, it's like two to three times better overnight. Like if everybody that sits around and gets drunk and stupid on alcohol switches over to smoking weed, starts tripping out, thinking about their life, seeing things from other perspectives things change overnight you know what i'm saying there's no doubt about it so i think that's gonna i think it's gonna slowly be a a a paradigm shift if we can get you know the that accepted as like a mainstream cultural practice and a habitual 
you know, thing that our that our that our culture embraces. That I, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it'll probably we probably won't see the effects of it in our shit, but like, you know, the next generation, you know, when it's like a normal thing, growing up smoking weed, having that be an okay thing, I think will be definitely transformative. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then we'll be able to see the aliens. <laughs> Do you have a um, like a cool first time you smoke story? Uh, I think the first time I smoked weed was in high school. It was like in sophomore year of high school. It was in the woods behind the high school. It was with my friend Chris, I think, and this kid Rory. And he made a pipe from, it was like copper and like all these weird like like fittings from the hardware store. Like it was like one of those like fucking like like plumber pipes or whatever all screwed together and shit definitely probably definitely not safe to smoke out of and uh we were like over this embankment by the school and smoking in the woods and i i don't think i even really got high i can't remember because sometimes it takes a few times to work and then uh yeah i don't really remember a lot about my first times like where weed actually affected me but i just remember that whole era and and going hanging out at our buddy's Tom's house who lived across from the school and smoking there so much and then um driving around like every day our whole crew like you know Tyler had the car that's Ghost Scout Neckbeard um who made the theme song on the website um he uh uh you know he had the whip and so we'd all pile into his car um tin cans of Zula and um and uh you know our other homies and we would just ride around we'd either have weed and we were rolling up blunts and smoking them or we were on the hunt and just looking for weed all the time you know so it was like one or the other going to buy weed or going to you know smoke weed and um and then for a while i was i was allegedly uh i would go and in the next town over we'd go over there and for a hundred dollars i would buy an ounce of swag and uh you know i'd break that up into eight eighths and you know in those days you'd sell an eighth of swag for 20 bucks so i could sell five of those eighths to my friends who are in the car with me or you know like the friends just chilling you know in school or whatever fucking they'll be like yeah i'll take one i'll take one i'll take one sell five eighths and then i get to i get three eighths to smoke every day for free which is quite a lot i mean that's like six that's like six fat blunts a day um so we used to we used to rip it pretty hard we used to smoke like multiple blunts and then i'd go home for dinner and like eat with my fam and then like jump back out and smoke a bunch more blunts like that was the that was because i because i hated high school and all that shit that was like you know that was how i started to feel good about shit you know was was hanging with the crew and just getting into just loving smoking weed and it all fit into like you know a lot of them were we're kicking freestyles for fun, super hip hop enthusiasts, you know what I'm saying? So it all it all started to create like this cool, you know, just just culture and 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 friendships and all that stuff that was really like that truly was what made me start to put it together and be like, okay, like I can become a cool adult and like figure out a cool life for myself. You know what I'm saying? It definitely started there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds insane. Yeah, and Daddy Ball Scout, of course, too. He had a sort of different 
crew that he rolled with. Uh, you know, we definitely had crossover because we were like best friends, but we, but our, our crew, our daily crews were sort of different, different crews. So there'd be crossover, but you know, um, he wasn't there in the car every day, but, but definitely him as well. Definitely all those, you know, and also like mushroom experiences and, you know, started to take some acid in, in, college i mean in high school and then into college you know i stopped taking acid in college because i felt like i kind of got what i wanted to out of it and it's so chemically heavy that like you know you could just tell it's like really hard on your body so so that i just switched over to just doing just doing mushrooms but i haven't even done mushrooms in forever but i definitely want to i definitely would love to be like hitting them up like twice a year up in the woods you know i think that's the way to do it you know have a couple ritualistic sessions uh you know a couple times a year uh out in the woods and just fucking reset your shit fucking re-energize refocus jump all the way out into that fucking alien realm and and get totally because i mean that's it's funny it just tears away all the layers like have you ever done psychedelics in the forest no yeah, it's like, you know, if you think it's weird to just come out and hang out in the woods, then you like fucking come out and you know, and 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 take mushrooms or something. It's like, you know, you you autom- you you all all your like layers of perception and like and like your your constructs about being human and being separate from the from the natural world are just like automatically dissolved and you're like oh my god i'm like a i'm like a i'm like i'm an i'm a i'm a i'm an animal that is alive on this planet that is my environment that is 100% fully alive and like you can feel it like you can feel the the trees like you know it's like whenever you try to fucking explain a psychedelic experience you sound like a fucking moron but it's like you literally you get it. It just all makes sense. You're like, holy shit, I know what that tree's talking about. It just, everything clicks. And you're like, it's like when you have a best friend and you can just look at each other and you understand everything about that person and you know what they're going to say and you know what they're thinking. It's like you do that, but you're like that with the whole planet. You're just like, I'm best friends with this whole planet right now. And then you like, you can think so clearly. You're like so lucid and you're just like, dude, like you like, we could solve all the world's problems right now. And you just start talking like the person you're tripping with. You just start fucking having like these crazy, uh, psychic fucking conversations and shit. And it's like, it's, it's unreal, man. And, it, it, and to do it all the time definitely burns out your circuits, but to do it cause it's so powerful, but to do it, I think is super important because that more than anything to come do it in the forest, that more than anything will truly show you what your place in existence is, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think it goes along with a lot of other experiences too. Like people talk about DMT, you know, you smoke DMT, you go to talk to God for five minutes, you know, and I've never done that, but I'd definitely be up for it. I'd definitely be up to try it. And that's what's in the ayahuasca. And I definitely would love to do like legit ayahuasca ceremony stuff. Um, you know, as an imaginative person, it's like anything that gets you deeper into existence and and imagination and creativity i think i think like that stuff is the most valuable you know what i'm saying and and to be very careful with it just like a gun right it's like you don't want to just walk around being willy-nilly with it because it's super powerful it's super potent it could destroy your mind if you take it too much for sure but you know to do it in the with the right intentions in the right setting you know in the right timing i think can be the difference between really figuring your life out or just really 
going along the surface and not really really not really realizing your own potential and 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 the potential of the or, or just the reality of the connections that people that that you really have and like what a human being really is you know what i'm saying i think that it tells you i think especially because the mushrooms like like i was just i don't know if you just listen to the fucking joe rogan episode like a couple weeks back with that mushroom guy on it with the mushroom hat did you fucking hear that one the mushroom scientist that's yeah, it he was basically just talking about how like the fucking mushroom is like mushrooms are like the internet that basically controls the whole planet there's like a mushroom internet that like just basically con- chemically controls like all life on earth and all this fucking wild shit. And it's like, makes sense, man. You take that mushroom and then you're like, boop. And you're just dialed into that mushroom internet, dude, for real. It's like, it's, it's wild. I mean, you can't talk about it without sounding like a fucking wizard, but I mean, I'm a fucking wizard. So that's what's up. Nice. Yo, but we just, we just did an hour and 37 minutes, dude. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I got to fucking take a raging piss, and I got to go get Wolfie from the bus in a minute. So here, let's let's click over. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, and then we'll click over and and, uh, and say bye off air. But um, well, where can people find you, and uh, what is there anything else you want to plug or whatever? Didn't you say you have a new website you're working on? Yeah, I'm working on it. It's not, like, up yet, though, so okay. I can't find it, but... Um, you can follow well, me on Instagram. Why don't you tell people what it is anyway? Because like this will come out, you know, I don't know when. Because now, now that I'm doing the Patreon thing, I got to figure out how to, I got to put it up first on Patreon, and then probably a couple days later for the public, and then you know people could hear it at any time. You know, people could listen to this a year from now. So just tell them your website. Oh yeah, um, so it's going to be frontporch.com. Um, that's front spelled with a U though. Um, Maybe .wix.com. You know, I haven't, like, technically purchased it, but I just got it on hold or whatever. Okay. Um, well, but if you'll you have your – well, but you – but Cole, so Cole Brower, they can definitely search for Cole yeah. Brower and find their way to it. And then yeah. what is – and then also, is your site linked – or do you have something linked off the Ghost Scout roster page? Yeah, you can go to my Tumblr, colebrower.tumblr.com. Okay, cool. Colebrower.tumblr.com. And is that that's what's linked off of uh, the Ghost Shrimp website on the on the roster page? Yeah. Okay, right. cool. So, yeah, you can check out Deep Nuts on the roster page and click on that, and that should bring you there as well. Um, or Instagram, deep d- underscore nuts. Deep yeah. underscore nuts. Nice. I always love that's it when deep. people use their code names for their social media monikers. That makes me infinitely happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely fitting for sure. Deep nuts. Dope, dude. Well, this was super fun. This was a super fun episode. Now you've got some research. We need to get some deep fucking knowledge research going so that we can come back. We can have regular installments of Conspiracy Theory Podcasts. I'm all about that life. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I got my team on it, on it now. Definitely get it going. Do the research. We're gonna come back. We're gonna t- we're gonna try to figure out exactly what the what what they're hiding with flat Earth. What the point of the mass deception is. Um, if people people can also write to us and tell us if they have some hot takes on this shit. Um, I always love to hear from people. Um, flat Earth does not bother me at all. I'm all about the conspiracy theories. So I am. My mind is open. Tell me what you think. See if you can convince me that it's true because I want to believe in everything. I love it. 
I believe that we are creative animals living in an infinite universe and everything is possible. You know what I'm saying? Everything is alive and everything is possible. All right, dope. Well, let's click over and uh, and then we'll say goodbye, all right? Okay. All right, cool. cool. All right. I told y'all that was going to be a spicy old podcast because those nuts run deep. You know what I'm saying? And there is nothing that I love more than just getting on the little podcast call with my friends and chewing on some spicy nuts. I know you guys enjoyed it too. That was a super, super fun one. You know what I'm saying? I want to give some shout outs to the people out there. Shout outs to everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shout outs to everybody listening to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Subscribing to the podcast. Um, shout outs to everybody who is, who are, I should say, ordering merch off the site. I've got a holiday sales going on on the site. You know what I'm saying? You can get, I'll put up a little two poster combo you know what i'm saying if you've been if you've been salivating over that beehive boy poster and that shiva not raja poster you know what i'm saying now you can get both for 25 percent off you know what i'm saying you can combine them get the pair of them for 75 bucks you know what i'm saying shave on save on that combined shipping especially for internationals you know what i'm saying if you want that for christmas Order it up, order it nice and early so we can get it to you, get it under the Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? Fill a stocking with a tube of posters. That's what I'm talking about. I'll be dropping those down the chimney tonight, right? Okay, uh, let's see what else we got. We got 25% off draw terias, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god, we still got the OJ draw teria on there. We got so many juicy draw terias on there, 25% off again. Where else are you gonna get a juicier piece of artwork for $75? Uh, that's original artwork, okay? Get that for someone for Christmas. And they're probably going to marry you, even if they're your cousin, right? Even if they're your cousin. You want to marry your cousin? Give them a little draw-teria for the holidays, right? Give them the gift of go-shrimp, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> if you really want to give the gift of go-shrimp for the holidays to yourself or a loved one, you know, we got the round three of the online, the 12-week online group workshop coming up. Starts in mid-January, and it's going to be, um, so round three is going to be mid-January, and then round four isn't going to be till the fall. I'm going to be keeping these workshops, I think, into the fall and winter months. I think we're going to be doing two rounds a year, and they're going to be fall and winter sessions, you know what I'm saying, because that's the time where... Stuff slows down a little bit in the wintertime around here. That's a good time to kind of work on that with everybody. So we're going to continue to do that. Um, round three, there's already uh, four students signed up. That means there are six spots left right now. I got three other people telling me that they're about to sign up. So jump on there if you want a spot. Um, and then uh, if you sign up, before December or by December 3rd, which is this Sunday, okay? If you sign up by December 3rd, you're going to save yourself a 
$100. And let me tell you, $100 is a lot of money, okay? That's a lot of money because then you could take that $100. You could buy a drawteria with it. You could buy two posters with it, okay? I'm talking about meaty, juicy posters. You slap a couple thumbtacks in those suckers, put them on your wall. People are just stopping and staring at them. They can't even believe the kind of quality posters that you have on your wall. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> oh, I'm going to clear that. Let me clear my throat. Ooh, 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 ooh. Mm. Take a drink of this juicy old water. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. Of course, we got the Patreon page set up, guys. Patreon.com slash ghost shrimp. You know what I'm saying? We're making it super official, and you can go and sign up to be a patron of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? If you love this podcast, if you subscribe to this podcast, if this podcast brings you entertainment and inspiration, think about peeling off a dollar or two per episode. You know what I'm saying? Help me pay some bills along the way. Help me help you help me help you help me help you to get these goals accomplished in life. You know what I'm saying? Um and we got some we got some really nice rewards for one if you just peel off $1 per episode you're going to be listening to this episode early right now the people on the Patreon page are listening to this podcast early okay you get it fresh and direct if you're if you're out there in the public you're waiting a little bit to listen to this podcast you know what i'm saying when you when the public hears it the Patreon people, they already got it. They already heard it. They're already thinking about the next one. You know what I'm saying? So jump on that. You you get crazy with it. You want to peel off $2? You're going to get a shout out on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, check out this. We're going to do We got two people right now coming straight out the Patreon page. And let me tell you about these powerful, powerful, powerful names coming through. Okay, the first person pledging at the two dollar level, we got my my homie Triman Hunt. Okay, let me just run that name by you again. Let me give a let me give a real juicy shout out to Triman Hunt. Powerful name. I'm loving that name. I'm loving the just bulging muscles of that name right now. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna drop another name on you. How about the second? Shout out is going to Jesse Kukuka Donnie. We got a hyphenated name coming through. Let me shout that one out again. R- bring it back. Get a pad and pencil and write this one down. You try to spell this name. Jesse Kukuka Donnie. Those are some powerful names. Powerful patrons. Huge shout out to you guys. Shout out to the other people supporting the Patreon page. You know what I'm saying? Let's build it up together. We're going to have a super fun time building the community uh, in this Patreon. Once we get to some different levels, we're going to start adding fun stuff to the podcast. I'm going to add a little weekly mini episode to get you pumped up midweek. You know what I'm saying? A little hump day pump up. So we get 100 patrons. We're talking about adding content to this thing, okay? And this is Patreon exclusive. So you got to get on the Patreon to get this. Then we get up to maybe 200 patrons someday. Guess what you're going to get? A video podcast every month where I'm answering questions, talking about special topics from the Patreon patrons. And we're going to be doing a monthly raffle. If you're on the Patreon, you're going to be, you're going to get your name in the hat. And I'm going to pull out a name 
And one of those people is going to get a Ghost Shrimp original artwork in the mail. You know what I'm saying? Just as a thank you. We're going to be doing a monthly original artwork raffle. You know what I'm saying? And you know there's going to be some Adventure Time backgrounds up in that. Okay? We're going to be doing draw tirias. We're going to be doing original illustrations. We're going to be doing Adventure Time backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? So get in on it. It's going to be fabulous. I cannot tell you how excited I am about just doing this podcast, having fun with it, and uh, building a community around it, around people that want to just accomplish their goals. You know what I'm saying? People that are here to stay positive, stay productive, and get these goals accomplished, right? So, man, this is a long-ass episode, but it's a real juicy one, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Until next week. We're going to be coming back next week. Do not worry. We're going to be hitting this, okay? So stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? We've got some amazing guests lined up. Next week, we're going to be talking to my boy, Matt Hollister. You know what I'm saying? Super successful illustrator. Go check him out. Prepare for it, okay? Um, It's going to be a really fun one. I uh, went to school with him and just watched his career blow up, you know, right out, right, you know, coming out of school, getting work, figuring his stuff out, blowing it up, killing the game right now. Can't wait to talk to him, you know what I'm saying? So tune in and until then, set those goals for the week, you know what I'm saying? And make sure that you're out there trying to create a reality for everyone, you know what I'm saying? Push for that equality. You know what I'm saying? That equal equity for everybody. You know what I'm saying? We're in this together. We're in this together. And we need to really work to shape reality. We have the power to shape this reality. So let's shape a reality that works for everybody. Okay? Everybody. All right, y'all. Peace out.